On the show today, we discuss Super Bowl week, Raptors win over Orlando, hockey picks from the weekend, the Farmers Insurance Open, the big trade between Stafford and Goff, Senior Bowl, and as well as some English Premier League. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast. Happy Super Bowl week. Welcome to the podcast. Lots to cover on the show today, so let's kick it off with the Toronto Raptors. Raptors had a big win last night against the Orlando Magic, 115-102. to Solid four-quarter game yesterday by the team. Solid. I know that Orlando hasn't been the best team as of late. They started off great at the beginning of the season. I also mentioned that they would cool off as it would go da- as the season would go down. But the Raptors played solid basketball, especially without Norm, especially without uh, OG. They played some great basketball. Uh, Fred, Kyle, Siakam with a huge game, another 30-plus point game. Terrence Davis has been filling in nicely. Aaron Baines coming out with double-digit rebounds as well. He's been playing well as, as of late. And the rest of the bench, too. Bembry's been playing well. Watson showed up. Uh, Boucher's been playing consistent, but overall, a great win for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, but over, like, what does this mean going forward uh, now? I know it's only one game. They ended the losing streak. I know I talked about them possibly making a trade for Bradley Beal and how they should go for it. I, I still think down the road, especially when we face the tougher opponents, like when we're going to be playing Brooklyn this week, or when we play the Bucks, Boston, uh, when we had the rematch against Miami, when they're fully loaded. Remember, we may have split the series so far, but they weren't fully loaded. We were a little bit, uh, but we definitely are going to need a key piece for that game. But those matchups are going to be important, and we can't have the offensive droughts that we've recently had. Now, I'm not going to take anything away from the game. They played very well. They were in control of it. Defense was solid, and they slowed down this Orlando Magic team. It would have been great if they kept them under 100, but you know what? My, uh, Orlando kept trying to fight back. Raptors are playing Orlando again tomorrow, so I uh, will discuss that game on Wednesday's episode. But let's hope that we can get the win streak going. We can be consistent, because that's a word that hasn't been really used for the Raptors this season, is consistency. So, can this team be uh, consistent for tomorrow night's game? Well, we'll just have to wait and see. So, Orlando, Toronto... Uh, They're playing in Orlando, which is basically a home game since the Raptors have been playing in Tampa. But I'll recap the the game on Wednesday night's episode of the podcast. So now I'm going to discuss my picks from the weekend. I didn't do so hot with my NHL games. I'm usually pretty good with basketball. I was okay with football. But hockey, I have not been so hot this season. So uh, my picks, I went 2-3. and three, uh, Pens won and the Avs won. Pens won in OT against the Rangers. And the Avalanche won 5-1 against the Minnesota Wild. Both of them had good games. Now the Pens, you know, shout out to Jake Gensel with the overtime win to get them another victory and help the Pens in their losing streak. They're on a two-game losing streak after losing to the Bruins twice. And they're playing the Rangers tonight as I'm doing the podcast. 
But happy with the Pens win, happy with the Avs win, especially in fantasy hockey when I have Landon Skog and Nathan McKinnon on my team, who have been killing it for me this season so far. But my losses. Leafs lost 4-3 in OT to Edmonton. Montreal got blanked uh, by the Calgary Flames. And the Dallas Stars lose 4-1 to the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, it was a good game between the Leafs and the Islanders. Uh, McDavid played very well. It was a good game. And you know what? I thought the, the Leafs could at least get one for me. Uh, but unfortunately, they weren't able to. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens, I've been good. they've been good with me with my picks so far. They let me down this weekend, getting blanked, having no goals. Uh, but Markstrom did play a good game. And then Dallas, surprisingly, <laughs> losing big to uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, Carolina has been, you know, a good team uh, for the last couple of years. They've been a young team. But, you know what, Dallas had to give up one eventually. They have been playing strong since they've been coming back since their outbreak at the beginning of the season. So, overall, uh, I was 2-3 and three on the weekend. I'm 6-9 and nine on the season. I'm hoping for a 5-0 and oh weekend this week. Uh, so, Wednesday, as always, I'll be making my picks, five games from the weekend. So tune into that. Maybe I'll have to change things up if my type of streak is going on. But Wednesday we'll still be doing my picks. I thought about doing NBA picks tonight. No, I'll keep that moving forward and go with uh, Wednesday as well. So Wednesday will be pick night uh, as well as recapping the Raptors game that I discussed earlier. So it is Super Bowl week, which means we're only a few days away from the big game. So Sunday, we have the Bucks and the Chiefs, and you know what? A lot of stuff is going on. A lot of questions. How are they going to match up? What's Brady going to be like against the uh, Chiefs defense? What's Mahomes going to be like against this uh, young and very talented Buccaneers defense? Uh, is the offensive line for the Chiefs going to be able to contain this defensive line with Jason Pierre-Paul? And you have Ndamukong Sue in the middle. And then you got Levante David and that linebacker core. What are they going to be able to do to slow down this Chiefs offense? And can the Chiefs offensive line slow down this defensive line? I did mention that a few seconds ago. It's going to be an interesting matchup. The Chiefs offensive line has been up and down. It's been a roller coaster. They haven't had consistent play. So we'll see what happens Super Bowl. But it's going to be interesting. That's going to be the determination uh, f for the Bucks winning is can that offensive line for the Chiefs um, be able to, you know, control that Bucks defense? Like, can that Bucks front four expose that offensive line? Can they make Mahomes get out of the pocket? Can they force pressure onto him? What's his toe going to be like, Patrick Mahomes? Is it still going to be the same that we saw when he played in the AFC Championship against the Bills? But listen, Mahomes is going to have, well, he's had two weeks now to get healthy. So he could be 100%, which is very dangerous for defenses. 100% Mahomes is very dangerous. And you know what? We know what this offense did against the, the Bucs uh, earlier on in the season. Listen, they just came out with the win against them earlier on. And we know what Tyreek Hill did. But can they repeat the exact same thing? Listen, the offense is great. They're going to be fully healthy. You're going to maybe have Sammy Watkins back. You're going to maybe have Le'Veon Bell back. You're going to be a fully loaded offense that you may not have, that you did not have all season. We, they didn't have it. They weren't fully healthy, especially near the end of the stretch. So the Chiefs are going to be interesting to see. They're going to be a fully 100% healthy offensive weapons. Like I stated, their line is going to be the question. Now, maybe I should reiterate, they're not going to be a fully healthy offense. Their offensive line is shoddy at best. 
but they're going to have all the weapons. And when you know you have Mahomes who can move, that's going to be the best part. That's, that's going to be your strong suit. Can you, like Mahomes on the run is very dangerous. And he can throw better on the run than any quarterback in the league. So it's up to the Bucks front four to try and slow down Mahomes. And hopefully they can pressure him. Because that's what they're going to have to do. And they're going to have to expose that offensive line. Now with the Chiefs uh, defense versus Tom Brady, can they slow it down? Can they slow down the weapons? Can they slow down the run game of Fournette and Jones? Remember, the Chiefs have always had issues stopping the ball. Or not so much in the passing, but with the run game. So will Bruce Arians expose it with the run game? Are they going to be more of a run-focused offense this weekend? Is that what the Bucks are going to do? Is that what the game plan is? Because can the Bucks control Mike Evans? Can they stop uh, Godwin? Antonio Brown is going to be healthy. Remember, he missed the NFC Championship. So the Bucks are going to be healthy too. Ronald Jones, who had a calf injury going into the NFC Championship, he's going to be 100% healthy. So this is going to be an interesting game with both offenses you know, getting to the right spot. But unfortunately, the offensive line for the Bucks are going to be a little bit better because they still have some of their majority of their starters. And you know, the, like I stated with the Chiefs, it's been a roller coaster for their offensive line. So we'll see what happens this weekend. But it's going to be great. And the one thing to focus on is the trenches. The, fr- the front four of the Chiefs versus the front five of the Bucks, And the same thing with the Bucks versus the Chiefs. And that's the one thing I would like to point out. That's going to be the challenge. That's going to be the ups and downs of the Super Bowl. And that's going to determine probably the winner. Listen, they're, they're going to have explosive offenses. But it's who's getting to the quarterback and who's going to be applying the most pressure. Listen, Tom Brady's doing this is going to go and try for his seventh Super Bowl he's won six already this is his, like we know what he's capable of and Mahomes is trying to get to Tom Brady level now it's going to be a great game it's going to be possibly a high scoring game because I don't think much defense well defense will be played but it's all about the pressure can they slow down the offense it, like this like I stated it could be expected to be a high scoring offense so I'll discuss more as the week goes on. I know I stated a lot, a lot of questions asked, things to look at. So tune in uh, to Wednesday's podcast and Saturdays. I'll be doing more Super Bowl coverage, and we'll see what else is going on. The health status, like I stated, Chiefs or the Bucks are getting offensive players back. The Chiefs are getting offensive players back. They're getting healthy. This is the one thing that's great about having two weeks off. Before the Super Bowl, you get players healthy. It's going to be a great game. Maximum effort from both sides. Like I stated, offensive lines and defensive lines, those are going to be the questions going into Super Bowl. Can they stop uh, each other's uh, front four? And what are the offensive lines going to be like for the Chiefs and for the Bucks? We'll just have to wait and see. But tune into those matchups. In the defenses, that's going to be great as well. But like I stated, as we get closer and closer to the game, I'll be breaking down more and more. And Saturday, I will be doing my pick. I will be deciding who I'm going for, who's going to win, why, and I'll break it all down. So tune into Saturday's episode of the podcast as I talk about uh, my winner or my prediction of the Super Bowl. Maybe I'll give a score too. Maybe. Maybe I'll look at the spread and I'll give my own prediction. We'll see. I'm I'm gonna give myself a score. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a score. I'm not gonna be like oh a secret. I'm gonna give a score. So Saturday, my winner, and I'll give a score as my prediction. So that's happening Saturday, and I'll do more coverage on Wednesday's episode of the podcast. Uh, so as as you know, on the weekend, uh, actually Saturday's podcast, as I was recording it, 
Stafford and Goff were traded. Uh, Goff, two first-rounders, and a third-rounder were traded to Detroit for Matthew Stafford. Now, I talked about the benefits of this trade, how, you know, Matt Stafford is a good quarterback, and how the Rams gave up a king's ransom just to get him. They gave up a lot. Now, news came out today from Albert Breer about, you know, the players that, or the teams that were interested in what they were giving up. Now, my Indianapolis Colts were interested. Uh, I know that, and I was kind of hoping that Chris Ballard would get this trade. But I was hoping that he wasn't going to trade so much. That's the thing. I didn't want them to give up, like, multiple first-round picks. Maybe a first-round pick or, you know, give them a second-rounder plus this and maybe a player. So the reports were that Ballard was going to give a package and plus maybe a pick, but it was never going to be a first-rounder. All the teams that were in competition were giving up a first-round pick or more. And But the, the Rams were the team that gave up the most. They did. They gave up the most to get Matt Stafford because, you know what, they're in a win now. And we'll just see how it goes. We'll see what they're going to be able to do. But I still think that the Detroit Lions won the trade, especially getting the picks. And it's going to be interesting to see what Goff will do. And will Goff, Goff, sorry, Goff, not Golf. I will be talking about Golf today. But Goff, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that throughout the podcast. But Goff is a young quarterback. He's seven years younger than Matt Stafford. He's going to be healthier. We'll see what the offense will be like. We'll see what weapons he'll have when he goes and plays for Detroit next season. Or if he's playing for Detroit, maybe they'll try and move him uh, for the draft to get that quarterback of their future. But who knows? Uh, but I'm liking I'm liking Goff. We'll see what they can do for the weapons. I know he's happy that he's there. Uh, we know that Stafford's happy because he's going to go to a team with weapons and a defense and potential to be a Super Bowl contender. I wouldn't say favorite, but a contender. So we'll see what they're going to be like in the NFC because he's going from the north where, yes, you had the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, the always strong Bears defense, the Minnesota Vikings who are like a roller coaster, and then you as the Detroit Lions, well, you were the, the, end, the bottom of the barrel sometimes. And then you're going over to the NFC South, or not the NFC South, the NFC West, where you're playing a Seattle Seahawks team and Russell Wilson. A 49ers team, which identity has gone backwards and forwards over the last five to six years. Always had a good defense, but their offense has so many question marks. And you have the Arizona Cardinals that are on the right steps to moving up. They just need to be more consistent in their play. They had a chance to make the playoffs this year, but fell apart near the end. And the Chicago Bears took their spot. So we'll just have to wait and see what the Arizona Cardinals are going to be like. But you're still facing Seattle and Russell Wilson. You're now ahead of the Rams, which is the second-best team in, in the West, I think. I think they are the second-best team as of right now. And we'll see what the 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals are going to be like. But he's in a good situation. He's in a situation where he can potentially be uh, in the playoffs next year. Now, will he get his team to the Super Bowl? We'll just have to wait and see. He's going to face some interesting matchups. Remember, Tom Brady's coming back, so we'll see how that's going to go. They'll probably be the early favorites to win the South next year because we don't know what the Saints are going to be like. And then when you're looking, uh, you're going to be facing the Packers. So Stafford may see Aaron Rodgers again, and we know the history between those two. And then you've got uh, the East. Well, we don't know what the Cowboys, Eagles, uh, Giants or even Washington's going to be like so he has a good shot of going far in the playoffs even potentially conference championship 
But let's just talk about the Super Bowl, which will be happening this week. But overall, with the trade, I was quite happy. I was quite happy for Detroit just because he got their picks and they can start retooling and start getting prepped for the future. And you know what? For Stafford, it's going to be good as well. Now, what does this mean for a guy like uh, Watson, Deshaun Watson? As you know, he has been mentioned in not wanting to be there for Houston, wants to get traded. What does this mean? What does the price tag now mean for Deshaun Watson? A, he's got a $40 million contract. He's a tremendous talent. He's younger than uh, Stafford. But is he going to be able to, you know, fetch a heavy price? That, that's what I think it's going to be. Stafford got two first-rounders and a third, plus some talent. Watson's probably going to go for at least three minimum first, and probably a second-rounder or multiple thirds. We'll just have to wait and see. And there's probably going to be a player thrown into it as well. So I know there was talks that Miami was going to get traded. Two was going to be part of the package. And Miami giving up that uh, number three overall pick, which is actually Houston's, by the way. Houston traded that away as part of the Tunsil trade. So that's going to be interesting as well. But I think Deshaun Watson may be staying in Houston. We'll see. We'll see how the offseason goes. On Saturday, I talked about, is this the offseason of the quarterback? Because a lot of quarterbacks are going to get moved. Stafford got moved. Uh, we're still waiting on what's happening with Wentz. I did talk about Goff may not be there. And guess what happened? As I was talking about that, Goff got traded. And I talked about that at the end of the podcast, and I just discussed about that now. Goff got traded, and Stafford got w- traded. So we had two quarterbacks change teams already. And we're not even at the Super Bowl. Wentz uh, and... Uh, Uh, Jalen Hurts, we know about their history between each other. So Hurts and Wentz, what's going to happen there? Maybe he gets traded after the draft. We'll see. We'll see what uh, Sirianni does as well. And then we're looking at Jameis Winston. Does he take over Drew Drew Brees as he retires? Does Trubisky go bye-bye? What's happening in Chicago? They don't even have a quarterback. It's going to be tough. Listen, Dak Prescott is a free agent this season as well. He's, he's going to be expecting big money, 40 plus million. Are the Cowboys going to pay that, or are they going to let him walk? Or is there going to be a franchise tag? Who knows? Is Tua the future of the Miami Dolphins? Does Deshaun Watson go there? What are my Indianapolis Colts going to do? Are they going to trust on Jacob Eason? Is Jacoby Brissett going to come back? See, I like Jacoby. I think he's a good talent. I, I like to see what he can do with this fully loaded offense. Remember, and I've defended him before, and when that season uh, happened, when Luck retired so early, he, he had his injury and the team got injured. I know that many quarterbacks have strived to be the guy and still make his team win with all these injuries. I know what Rodgers has done. But Rodgers is kind of like Donovan McNabb, but with a Super Bowl, con- consistent NFC championships, and only one to show for it. So Jacoby, he is a great talent. He is. I think he just needs this confidence to be with him. And he's got the weapons. The, the offensive weapons are great. He's got a great running back. He has great wide receivers. I hope they re-sign T.Y. But you have uh, Michael Pittman Jr. You have Zach Pascal. If they re-sign T.Y., great. You have Doyle. You have Burton. You have Mulally Cox. You have that strong offensive line. They're probably going to draft a left tackle. It's going to be good if Jacoby Brissett can get in there. But we'll just have to wait and see what they do. Or maybe their Colts are going to draft. But a lot of questions this offseason in regards to the quarterback. Carolina's in there. New England is in there. The Jets are going to be in there. We'll just have to wait and see. We're going to see what's going to happen this season. But you know what? The NFC West, if you look at it, 
or not the NFC West, the AFC West is looking good for all their quarterbacks. Mahomes, Carr, uh, you have Justin Herbert. Uh, you have them all set and ready to go. And Drew Locke, actually maybe Denver's a question mark too with Drew Locke. Do they believe that that's going to be good? We saw what happened there when they didn't take the protocol seriously. They had no starting quarterback. They had a practice squad wide receiver who played quarterback in college start for them. He did. You know what? He did the best he could, but hey, we, we know. But Denver is a team out there that may be looking for a quarterback. But you know what? Not many teams are set on a quarterback. Like I stated, San Diego's got theirs. Or Oakland's got theirs. Chiefs have theirs. Bills have theirs. We don't know what Miami, uh, New York are going to do. Uh, we know that uh, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, they're going to have theirs. We'll, we'll see what happens with uh, Pittsburgh. Is ben, Big Ben going bye-bye? Who knows? Lots of questions to ask. Lots and lots of questions. But I think that's enough that I've talked about the quarterback and Super Bowl week. Uh, let's go over to the Farmers Insurance Open. That happened on the weekend as well. Uh, Farmers, Patrick Reed won with minus 13. Uh, we also had uh, Tony Finau. Uh, Shafley, Norlander, and uh, Palmer all finished second at minus nine. The Canadians, I was very disappointed that not all seven made the cut. Only three did. Three of them, they did. Not bad. I uh, wish they could have done better. Uh, Hadwin finishing at minus five. Connor at two. Sloan at plus one. So Hadwin finished 18th. Connor 37th and 53rd for Sloan. So it's a good outing for the Canadians. It is. Uh, this weekend is the Phoenix Waste Management Open. That's always big because everyone loves that course and how loud it can get. And Arizona, I believe, will be letting in fans. I'll discuss that more maybe on Wednesday and what that's going to be happening because the, the course is always great, especially when you have the Arizona State uh, students always going there. It's, it's always fun. It's always great because it's just an event. It's just a party when it's on, on at that course. So that's going to be happening this week. I'll discuss more of that on Wednesday's podcast as we get ready to go, talk about the field, who's going to be there, uh, you know, what's going to be exciting about it. Because we're, we're in that season of golf where the big tournaments are coming, and we're not too far away from the majors. Remember, April's not too far away, guys. It's February 1st, so before we look, the Masters will be here. But lots of tournaments coming in the next couple of weeks. The Genesis, Pebble, uh WGC, so lots of golf to cover for me for the next couple of weeks, so it's going to be uh, exciting. So Wednesday's episode, I'll discuss the field, I'll look at the Canadians involved, lots and lots of golf to cover on this week's episode of the podcast. Saturday was the Senior Bowl, and it's a very big game, especially with this coming off season for the NFL. Now the NFL Combine was canceled, so that's not going to be happening this season. So pro days and games like the Senior Bowl senior bowl are very vital so you have to look at this young talent and a lot of assessment needed to be done scouts were definitely going to be there to see this talent and you know what a lot of questions you know mac jones was playing out of alabama he was there and you know kellen mund out of texas a&m he had a good game too he looked good you know his completion percentage was in the best uh just over 50 percent uh, but he definitely helped improve his stock. Now, I don't know what where he's going to be. He, he's definitely not going to be one of the top picks, but uh, he definitely made himself a name out there as well. Mac Jones, we know where he's expected to be. He could be projected to go a lot higher than he should be. To me, he's a mid-second rounder, maybe late second rounder, just because 
Alabama quarterbacks aren't always the greatest, and we, we've seen that. But we'll see what Jones can do. He, he had a great season. It was tremendous. It was awesome. But he had some weapons on him that were just phenomenal, and those weapons are going to be first-rounders. We, we know what that's going to be like. So, But overall, it was a good game. Uh, it was a good game in the second half, more like the first half. The national team went up 13 nothing. But the American team let it come back, scoring 24 in the half, making it a game but falling short 27-24. But overall, a good game, talent. Offense alignment, you always got to look at that as well because uh, offense alignment are going to be important this season as well. Lots of quarterback changes, so you got to look to protect your main guy. So Spencer Brown played pretty well. Liam Enchbridge, or Enchberger sorry, played well. Creed Humphrey. Uh, looked good too. So uh, it, it was a good game, like I stated. But this offseason, when we talked about the offseason of the quarterback, it's all about uh, who's getting drafted number one. It is. It, it really is. Who's going to be drafted number one? We know it's going to be uh, Trevor Lawrence. We do. It's not a secret. He, we know he's going to be going to dra- uh, Jacksonville, and his coach is probably going to be, Ur- is going to be Urban Meyer. So we know who's going to be number one. But it's a question of, like, when I'm saying number one, who's going to be, like, the first-rounders? Who are they going to be the, those top picks to compete with? But when we look at, it, look at it here, the QB class, it's just like the free agency class. What are, what are the teams going to do? Are the teams going to go for free agents, or are they going to look at the draft? Because you have some young talent there. You have some developing talent. You know, outside of Lawrence, that's basically it. You know, Fields is good. He's explosive. But he needs time to develop and learn to adjust to the game. Uh, we're looking at Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, same thing. He, he can throw the ball. He can move it. But maybe he needs to develop too. I don't think he's pro-ready either. Trask, same out of Florida. Mac Jones, same thing. Those quarterbacks are probably development. And let them sit back and learn and then get them ready to play. That That's the type of quarterbacks they are. And how many quarterbacks are going in the first round? We'll have to see. Indy could take a quarterback in the first round. Uh, Saints could be taking a quarterback. Uh, we, we know that Miami is looking at a quarterback. Houston could be looking at a quarterback. A lot of questions. The Giants could be looking at a quarterback. It, it's a lot of questions. A lot of questions that need to be uh, explained. Uh, but when we're looking at the draft, the, the Senior Bowl is a very important game. Uh, especially with this, no combine. So it's, every scout was there to assess the talent. And you know what? Uh, Mond at Texas A&M played pretty well. Uh, you had guys like Fitzpatrick. Uh, when we're looking at other wide receivers, uh, Tony from Florida, Najee Harris out of Alabama. Uh, there's Jones from Wake Forest. They were pretty well, playing pretty well uh, this weekend. Wallace was playing well this too. Uh, and then when we're looking at defense, you had Robinson uh, from Florida State, uh, Borland out of Ohio, Auburn's Britt, uh, who had five stops, one for a loss. And then you had uh, Benjamin St. Just. Uh, he played pretty well. And then like, it's, it's good to see these young talents. Now, some of these guys are not going to be first-rounders. Like, that's what I'm explaining. Some of these guys – are those draft picks you expect to see in the late round, five, six, maybe seven. But those guys that you expect to be five, six, maybe boosting up their stock to get into the three, four, maybe get into the two. Like Najee Harris is going to be a top second rounder. I'm not lying. He had a tremendous year at Bama. 
he did. We saw what he did. Uh, but, you know, like I said, it's second rounder. I think that's what it is. It's just because it's the history of the running back. That's what it is. Now, linemen, there's great depth at the lineman position this year. So we may see a lot of linemen go in the first rounders. I know we're going to see guys like Devontae Smith go first. He's going to be at least top five, potentially maybe top ten. So a lot of talents there, and the Senior Bowl helps with those talents. And pro days, I'm definitely going to discuss pro days as we get closer and closer to them because they play a factor for the NFL draft. And especially with this offseason too, because a lot of questions, like I stated, uh, but these pro days are going to be more important than they have before because now there's going to be more of a challenge. Remember the combine, you see a lot of exercises that help develop the talent. You see a lot of stars from those Division two, three schools get bolstered. Some of them, like, you know, you expect them to be sixth rounders, seventh rounders. They boost their stock at the combine to get themselves up to, you know, third and fourth. Uh, uh, what was it? The Bucks drafted a center, had a tremendous uh, career. Uh, I believe it was Mount Al uh, in the Division three. Had a tremendous combine. Pumped himself up from a fifth rounder to a third rounder. Had tremendous bench, uh, great skills, great talent. Got himself to the third round. Great center. Uh, but, you know, that, that's, that's the benefit of the draft. That's the benefit of the combine, sorry. It helps develop that talent. But sadly, it's not going to be there this year. Uh, so, like I stated multiple times, the pro days are going to be more valuable than they ever have been. They always have been valuable because some guys don't do certain exercises at the combine, but the the pro days this season are going to be great. And I'm definitely going to cover some pro days, uh, discuss about them because we're going to look at those talents as we get closer and closer to the draft. Like I stated with the Masters, it's just around the corner. The draft is at, at the end of February. So we're about two and a half months away uh, from draft day. So lots of stuff to cover, especially with free agency starting in March for the NFL. So I'm going to step away from American football, and I'm going to discuss about soccer or football. Uh, I was going to talk about the English Premier League on Saturday. That got away from me. Tonight's episode got away from me when I was talking about football. Uh, but Saturday, uh, I didn't get a chance to talk about it. So I moved it up to today. English Premier League, Man U and Arsenal tied, nil-nil. Man U is playing tomorrow. Uh, Man City is now the leader of the English Premier League. They have a game in hand on Manchester United, plus they're up by three points. So maybe Man City wins the league this year. Maybe. We'll just have to wait and see on how the season goes. Still plenty of games left. There's just about 15 games uh, of the season left. So plenty of time for Man U to catch up. Uh, but Champions League, remember, starts next month. So that's going to be interesting, the, the round of 16. So do tune into that. I believe it starts February 16th, which is great. Uh, so I will be covering that as we get closer and closer to the tournament and plus doing games as well. But English Premier League is getting excited. There was English Champions League today. Not, well, when I say Champions League, English Champions, uh, their league. Uh, Queen's Park won 2-1 over Watford, uh, but we had yesterday Chelsea winning 2-0, uh, Leicester City fell to Leeds United, uh, West Ham fell to Liverpool, uh, and Brighton beaten, uh, Brighton Hove Albin uh, beat Tottenham 1-0. Uh, 
uh, Arsenal and Man U played on Saturday, so I do apologize for that. I said yesterday, it was actually Saturday that they played. And tomorrow we have Manchester United and Southampton, Sheffield and West Brom, Wolverham, uh, Wolverhampton versus Arsenal, Newcastle versus Crystal Palace. So uh, some exciting games for tomorrow. And then Manchester United uh, will be playing later on on the weekend. Everton on Saturday. And I'll cover more of those games on Saturday's podcast, uh, as well as my top 10. But you know what? Manchester City has been playing good soccer. Uh, and they're, they're the top of the board. Uh, they're up by three points, like I stated. And they have the game in hand. Uh, Liverpool is creeping up. They're a point back. Leicester City is two points back. West Ham, who is creeping up, they're sitting just at fifth spot, uh, sitting at 35 points. And Tottenham is starting to creep up as well. So the final the final stretch of games are going to be interesting. It's going to be great to see and how everything works out uh, with the top five. Remember, uh, where you sit in the top five will determine which uh, big tournament you're going to be playing in uh, for next year, especially for Champions League and Europa. So lots of stuff to uh, – lots of interesting soccer going to be happening over the final – couple weeks our final few weeks of the league now when i say a few weeks it definitely could ex- it definitely extends to a few weeks because uh with champions league going on and a europa league fa cup so a lot of other tournaments uh, that squeak in between each league game as well so lots of soccer over the next few months uh, so that is it for the show today i do realize i went a little long especially talking about the combine and the pro days and also talking about Super Bowls, uh, Super Bowl week, the quarterback off season because that's a big question. So lots and lots of questions to discuss. Uh, but on Wednesday show, I'm going to recap more Super Bowl week, uh, talk about the Raptors game, uh, talk about the Waste Management Open. I'm going to talk about the field and see how many Canadians we have in that. Uh, making my picks for the NBA and NHL. As well, much more in the world of soccer, talking maybe in some English Premier League. I'm going to look into some baseball as well. Lots of hot news. I Last I reported was the Blue Jays and Springer and how big that is for the team. But I'm going to get into some baseball as well on Wednesday's episode of the podcast. So again, Wednesday, Raptors, Super Bowl week as well. Uh, my picks and uh, discussing the fields for the Waste Management Open. So it's going to be another busy, busy day on the podcast. Uh, thank you for listening to tonight's episode again. Uh, lots to cover, the, lots of things I did cover. So, and I will see you guys Wednesday. So thank you again for listening. Also, I always forget to mention this on every episode of the podcast. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it, whether it's Apple, Google, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio. You can do it through Anchor as well. If you have any questions about the podcast or topics that you'd like me to cover on my top 10, there is a option to send me a message uh, through my link in the bio on my Instagram. Uh, the Instagram is drainingjimmies.podcast as well. I'm on Twitter, just drainingjimmies. So send me a message, send me a tweet, send me an Instagram post or a PM uh, send me anything that you'd like me to cover and I'll discuss it on the show or things that you didn't like and that you would like me to cover uh, as well. And I'll try and get as much as I can as I do more and more episodes. 
uh, I do cover a lot of sports. I do, and I try to get them all in. But uh, follow me on the podcast. Uh, follow me on subscribe to the podcast. Sorry, mess that up. So follow me on the podcast by subscribing either to Apple, Google, uh, wherever you get your podcast. I also talked about TuneIn Radio and iHeart. I'm on there as well. Uh, follow me on Instagram, DrainingJimmy.podcast and Draining Jimmy's. And send me a message if you'd like to want me to discuss any topics. Uh, I am looking to have uh, guests and do some interviews. So if you'd like to be on the podcast for an episode, let me know. We'll work something out as well. But that's it for the show again today. Uh, It's great. Uh, It was a great day. So thank you for listening. I'll see you guys Wednesday. Have a good night. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast. (laughs) 